This is, bruh, of all the predictions that we made to start the season, I did not think that this would be the one that, that reared its ugly head. <laughs> I want to take a lot of credit. No. Yeah. No. I can't yeah. allow it. I can't allow it. Yeah, I want to take a lot of credit. Nikki, I shit talked Brooke Lopez in one of our preseason podcasts. Many of them. Just one. No, no, no. It was just one. That's it was fair. Yeah, he it was, was just wanted. one because was, you Nikki, know, Nikki made the- his case and I said, All right, I'm gonna give Brooke Lopez one more shot. <laughs> I'm not saying Brooke Lopez went out and played for me, but Brooke Lopez went out and played for me. I can't believe that you're taking this opportunity. Nikki was the first person to stand and 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 speak his name. And you're taking this opportunity to take credit for the one chance you gave him. Yeah. Not, not the one chance, the final chance yeah. that you were yeah. willing to give him. Yeah. Brooke Lopez, known listener of NBA. What? <laughs> yes, this is just fact. He heard, he heard what I had to say. Check his Instagram like, account. He's like, not only... Do I want to reward Nikki's enduring faith? But I also want to help Tad keep the faith. So, yeah. and the the Lopez brothers do hate mascots, so it would make sense why he wants me to dress up like a deer. It's yeah. I, I mean, it just, it just checks. Look, don't get me wrong. All credit to Nikki. Guy believed in him the whole time. But I'm saying that I helped light the proverbial fire under his ass. Nikki, yeah. what did it feel like? What did it feel like? to see your preseason predictions just come to fruition tonight. Um, first off, I was going to do this as my AKA, but Tad, you just gave me the perfect moment to play this little sound clip. Hopefully it works. You lying ass, big, fat, hungry bitch. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Jason <laughs> uh, <laughs> <So> good. <laughs> Is that an app too? It's amazing. <laughs> I, I'm going to make that into an app. <laughs> That what was what did he say? You lying ass big, fat you hungry lying bitch. Ass big fat hungry bitch. <laughs> he did not write. It was he was he was on a show on a podcast called Bitch Sesh where they watch all those Real Housewives shows and then talk. Uh-huh. About it. That was a text thread that from Nini from uh, was it Real Housewives Atlanta, Atlanta. and Portia. They had a text thread just shit talking each other, and both of them put the, the text thread on Instagram. <laughs> You guys know you guys know the names. You guys know the names of characters from Real Housewives. Only a few. Uh, yeah, Look, only, I mean, no, I, the big ones. Don't like, get me wrong. I'm a noted Bachelor Bachelorette fan. This is true. So I I you know I don't know who I'm I don't know who I'm coming after here. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I only half watched those shows because like. It's just like half of the time you're like, oh my God, in all honesty, I want that life. I want my life to be so ridiculously easy that I get mad that my friend writes a book. And I have a friend who did write a book. So I'm just, just a practice. I'm just going to like start texting shit to her. I'm just fucking just talking a bunch of shit. Just be like, sorry. Also, this is just, I'm just for my Real Housewives tryouts. Uh, I can't wait to be a part of the Orange County crew. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. I, I have, I have, uh, move past that point of my life. I am now at the age where I do not give a shit what other people do. If you want to watch your trash TV, watch your trash TV. Fine. Don't yeah, care. I can only have you want to drink a show. Cosmo at the bar, drink a fucking Cosmo at the bar. Who cares? Well, get, your, get your carry, carry 
Brad Bradshaw. Yeah, Bradshaw. Bradshaw. <laughs> I may or may not have seen every single episode of Sex and the City and watched the first and second movie in theater. Yes. Eh, maybe not. Were maybe. you single or? Uh, uh, I I grew up very close to my mom, so you know we just we shared a lot of. It's a weird fucking show to watch with your mom, but hey, to each their own. Yeah, I'm not proud of it. I'm in therapy, so okay, we're getting it taken care of. Um, before we get any deeper into the the, the topics that we wanted to talk about, I guess um, I should probably introduce the podcast, guys. This is NBA, the podcast where we try to talk about NBA shit. Mostly, we just talk a lot of shit. This is episode 92, the year that John Paxson hit that game-winning three-pointer when Je- Mike, Mike, Michael Jordan was just like, hey, man, take the shot. And John Paxson was like, flap. And then he was thinking to himself, like, this is the day that launches my career as the worst president slash general manager in the history of basketball. Swish. And it was over. And that's when it happened, guys. That's, that's, that's how we got to where we are now as the Chicago Bulls. It was that that fateful night. Uh, I'm your host, Jake Hiles. I am bitter, uh, but we'll get into that later. Uh, uh, to directly below me in the screen that I'm looking at, uh, introduce yourself, uh, sir. I guess it doesn't. I don't know if I'm below you or you're below me. I have no idea. Nikki is below us both. Oh, so wow. on my screen. So I, 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 see, I, I don't know if you're talking to me. Interesting. About that. So I'll just tell first point. that. Fair enough. <laughs> I was going to start, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm Nikki Kiles, aka Hollywood Nikki, aka Spelunker, aka Pascal Rockham Sockham. Rockham Siakam is what I meant to say. Damn it, I fucked that up. That's still good. I don't care about that. That was good. Kiles, aka Rockham Bakham Siakam. <laughs> That's so much worse. That was worse. So bad. You ruined it. You ruined it. I fucked it up. It came it's out not- that's not good. Uh, and last but not least, um, introduce yourself, sir. Hey, it's it's me, Tad. I'm happy to be back from my brief stint in rehab. Boy, rehab, um, colonoscopy. You had a hell of a vacation. It's a hell of a time. Uh, really, though, I just got too drunk to do the last episode. and uh, Twice. Before that, yeah, twice. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's not incorrect. I should apologize. So, I should I should mention my apologies to the listeners. Uh, I could not record last week because I was traveling. Uh, Tad and Nikki could not record last week because Tad was drinking uh, a lot. So yeah. sucking back on Grandpa's old golf medicine. There it is. There it is. So let's talk a little bit about tonight's game. Hold Nikki, on. I have I have one thing left to add. Oh gosh. Uh, episode ninety two. Shout out former high school phenom and Washington Wizards star Deshaun Stevenson. Uh, also <laughs> Lucas, like Lucas, uh, Lucas Nagara or whatever the fuck, however you pronounce his name. Yeah, that's cool. He wore it, he wore it last year. Nagara. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's got a cool well, I mean, it's got a cool Stevenson episode. Lucas Nagara can fuck right off. Sean Stevenson was the man. Yeah, he was Loved a pretty him. badass motherfucker. Or when he like clotheslined LeBron or whatever that was. Yeah, he was tough as fuck. I yeah. love that guy. Maybe that was Brendan Haywood. I don't know. The Wizards fucking got physical with LeBron in that series. And Deshaun Stevenson was on that team. That's, I mean, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the extent of that team. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the game that just happened, that just finished uh, before we started this call, the Raptors and Bucks. Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, guys. The Raptors went up early, but then Brooke Lopez went off in the second half. I believe 
Uh, he had 13 in the first half, went off for 16 in the second half, finished the game with 29 and 11 with four blocks, and led the team in scoring and led them to victory. Nope. I said, I said, yep. Thank you. Uh, led led the led the team to victory. Comeback thirteen point uh, win. Pardon me, thirteen point comeback win for your Milwaukee Bucks, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, I'm gonna wear a deer costume. Yes, you are. I'm Fuck. not saying. I'm not saying shit. I was not even gonna bring it up. I'm not saying shit. There are six more games potentially. I felt through. so good about like just following the game on my phone. I felt so good about the Raptors getting out to a hot lead. Like I still feel good about this series. The Raptor team is tough, man. Like just, and we'll talk about their series against the Sixers and kind of how that went. But like the team is fucking tough. They're really, really fucking tough. And I still feel confident that they can come back. Hand up. Lord of the Rings is on TV tonight. And the Raptors bucks game wasn't particularly close at one point. The Raptors were up by like 10. I understand it's a playoff game, but I'm a sucker for Lord of the Rings. So I was flipping back and forth between the two, and it seemed like every single time I flipped over to the Bucks game, Brooke Lopez hit a big shot. Every time. Like, every time I flip over, and it's like, Lopez, 4-3, got them all! And I'm just like, oh, shit, man. And then, like, I flipped over, and it was like 92, like 91, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to watch the rest of the game. Like, I got to start paying attention to this game. I mean, I watched – a majority of it. I just like, there were times where it's commercial. I flipped over to Lord of the Rings and I was like, Oh fuck. I've been watching Lord of the Rings for 20 minutes. So um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. And there goes Tad taking credit again for Brooke Lopez's game. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. claiming that when he flicks the channel, Brooke Lopez hits a three pointer. <laughs> not what I'm saying. Not, it's not what, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it. What I'm saying is, is that, the the game like the his he played so well that every single time I like I flipped over to the game that it was just uh, like it was Brooke just hitting a, a big shot. That's all I'm saying. I'm he saying that great, like he had a great game. He just I, like it was insane. It was actually insane. He was Nikki, incredible. I want, I want, I'd like I'd like to hear you talk about this because that's your that's your boy. I'm just so happy. All my boys played great today. I mean every pick I. I don't know, remember who I said should be GM of the year. I'm pretty sure I said it was the Bucks GM. I'm going to go ahead and – if I didn't, if I did, I'm doubling down. It's the Bucks GM. Brooke Lopez, George Hill, Ersan Ilyasova, Nikola Mirotic. That's a great, great at – at one point, Paul Gasol, but he got injured. But still. He didn't play. Pickups. He didn't even play. He really yeah, didn't he play at injured. all. No. Uh, Brand will win executive of the year. but I think the most impressive – thing about Brooke Lopez's game tonight though was 11 boards against Marcus Gasol. Mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez averaged five rebounds a game this season. Yeah. I, I think it was like four point. <laughs> I looked at the stats. I saw that he had like nine tonight and I was like, Jesus Christ, Brooke. Like he is not a guy that grabs rebounds and he was all over the fucking place. Yeah. Tonight. Well, and especially, uh, especially now in like in Bud's offense, like they basically have him living on three point line. Like yeah, he does yeah. not go down at all. So yeah. for him to finish with like a guy who sucked at rebounding already to get even further away from the basket and have a game like he did tonight, like, you know, just, uh, yeah, it's uh it's a, it's a, it was, what a phenomenal game by by him and what a phenomenal game plan by by Mike Buda. He's averaged he's averaged six and a half rebounds for his career, which is shitty. But for, for a seven footer, that's terrible. Yeah, Off. That good. yeah. terrible. Yeah, he was he was giving a lot of shit for that early on. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about 
um, since we're on the topic of the Bucks, um, I want to transition to. Well, actually, before we do that, let's talk about last night's game between the Warriors and the Blazers. Unless you guys have any other takes on tonight's game, I'm good for tonight's game. Cool. Um, Way to go, Brooke. I think tonight's tonight's game is is gonna. I I think the whole series is gonna be that way. I'm really excited for this. I mean, I, I've said it's this in earlier podcasts. Oh, sorry, Fuck, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was no, I was just gonna agree with you. Said what you were about to say it was just like early on in the playoffs. I said I can't wait for this matchup because like. The Eastern Conference semifinals, I guess the the Boston Milwaukee series didn't really live up to its hype, but like yeah. the the Eastern Conference, like the final four teams had the potential to be really, really, really entertaining, especially this finals matchup. Like there's a lot of depth on the Toronto side, plus Kawhi has been playing out of his mind. Then you have Milwaukee who's coming off a six days rest, and like they're starting to hit on all cylinders, plus Giannis, like uh and we'll get into Toronto here in a second a little bit more, but um I'm really excited for the series. I think this series 100% has the potential to go seven yeah. games. Like, I absolutely I'll be, I'll be shocked if it doesn't. Yeah, it's going to go be a really six at a minimum. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously nobody's winning four, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Um, so let's talk Blazers, Blazers Warriors. You don't really have to talk about it much. Um, Steph went off and did his thing, showed the world that, like, hey, guys, I'm okay without KD. I'm still the best point guard in the league. I said the same shit to my coworkers. They still have the four main guys that they had when they were a 73 and 10 team. I know that the same guys, but they're still very good players. Well, and they have the fortune of like, they have two of the smartest basketball players in the entire NBA in Draymond and Andre Iguodala. Those yes. guys are two of the most intelligent basketball players that the entire NBA has to offer. And even if they're not like scoring points, what they're able to do for them on the defensive end, moving the ball, like switching on screens, like all these different aspects to their games that they're able to add to the flow and then add to that two of the best shooters that the game has ever seen. I mean, shocker. Shocker yeah. that we didn't have, you know, a better outing. Uh, and frankly, like Dane's had a since that first round series, like he hasn't been great. He hasn't been bad. He hasn't, he hasn't been, been good. Yeah. He hasn't been uh, good. Like, um Yeah. I, okay, I've been saying this for years, like the past couple of years, by that, uh, I mean, uh, but, and I can, there's only one other guy I know that agrees with me, but that, that Golden State team goes as Steph goes. I mean, they all, they always, always, always have, like KD is a great player. I'm not taking anything away from him. Uh, he uh, absolutely like has just like torched everybody in the playoffs. Sure. That's fine. And he obviously makes them better. But that team goes as, he, as Steph goes. And people forget that, like, people, I think people forgot the kind of player that Steph is. Because, like, when KD went down, I said, Curry's going to go off. The guy damn near had a 40 piece last night. Like, people, I, I just, I legitimately think people forgot, like, how great Curry is and how, how easy it is for him to take over games. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're going to win this series in five games. And I think Curry's going to average 35 a night. Yeah. Like, I agree with that. I agree with that. It does. It does need to be like, it does need to be said. The fact that the Blazers are even here after last season being swept in the first round after losing their, their arguably their second best player late in the season. Um, and their third best player who, who, you know, came back and had a huge impact in, in the final game of, you know, this last series, like to be where they are now in the conference finals is a, grandiose accomplishment like crazy incredible accomplishment 
they should be super proud of this season and that's about to end. <laughs> like it's over. It's like this, this, this series, I agree with Tad. They'll be lucky if they get one game out of this series. Lucky. I, in all honesty, think it goes to six because just both of the last two rounds, the Warriors have kind of faltered in two games. Yeah. It just seems to be their MO. The issue is, so. is that Dame, not a good defender. CJ, not a good defender. The two yeah. best players on the Warriors are their two backcourt players. Yeah. Um, they can match up with them pretty well. Like, even though Enos Cantor is kind of a size mismatch for them, like, they can throw guys like Kevon Looney's been really good this playoffs. Yeah, he stepped it up. He's been really, really solid for them this playoffs, just in his role. In it, his seems role like, it seems like every year they're like backup or like role playing uh, big man. Yeah. Like just plays huge minutes and then everybody's like, ah, oh, next season. Fucking Festus is Ely going to take yeah. the next step. Jesus. Kevin Looney going to take the Festus. next step. Yeah. They never do. All because they just show this, like, one flash in the pan in the playoff. But it happens – like, I mean, credit to those guys. They elevate their game in the playoffs, which is yeah. great. Uh, I would love to see the Trailblazers win this fucking series. I would I would truly love that. It ain't happening. Um, also, shout out Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> CJ. Which is a great segue. Because uh, I don't know that there's – I don't know that there's much else to talk about with with yesterday's Warriors Blazers. I mean, there's just there's not like yeah. I, I mean, uh, CJ McCollum had 17 points on 19 shots. Uh, Dame shot like 31 percent from the floor. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just bad. the Warriors defend so well too. That's the thing. Like, it, it's just yeah, uh, yeah. But that being said, um, we can speak about both the Blazers and the Raptors because, boy, oh boy, what a Sunday of basketball. Those were those were two of blessed us with a game seven. Just two of the best games I've ever seen. Ever seen competitively, like back to back. Um, yeah, just insane. Um, so (laughs) the Nuggets have a seventeen point lead going into the fourth quarter, and CJ McCollum drags the carcass that is the Trailblazers, and it wasn't just him. Like it was him it was evan turner it was zach collins like even dame who wasn't scoring was distributing like my man had a triple double like they were getting it from everybody fucking myers leonard like they were getting it from everybody Myers leonard hit like two big threes yeah that's what i'm saying like they'd like yeah no i'm agreeing with you it's crazy also i would like to say i called it i said the nuggets go as murray goes true 100 percent, and like one very good from the floor yeah. yeah, he did not have a good He was game. not about to be outdone by Dame, who shot three of 17. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, uh, yeah. So I was very happy that that prediction was correct. Yeah, and, like, to Nikki's point, I mean, once, like, you're, like Jokic could pretty much score at will whenever he wanted. Yeah. Like, Enos Cantor could really only do so much with them. do whatever he wants. And that's against any – think about any team. There, I don't think there's many teams that have players that can actually prevent Jokic from doing what he does. He was – I'll tell you what, man. I I respected his game coming into this playoffs. I have a newfound respect for him as a player, like a top like dude, he's a he's a top five, maybe top seven player in the NBA today. Yeah. So that, far that was that good and that so far that's been my favorite series of the entire he's, playoffs. He's incredible. I he's enjoyed incredible. The Toronto series more. We'll get into that. So. Well, one hundred percent. But um, like oh, I, I think that like yeah. Yeah, I mean, really like there was, it was a really good series. The the Denver like 
Top seven? Hold on. Top seven? Yeah. I'm like thinking about good. it right now. Like, I have him higher than Joel Embiid. LeBron. Durant. Curry. Yep. Dame. Okay. James Harden. Paul, Paul George. James Harden. I think, I think Jokic is better than Paul George. Giannis. Kawhi. Okay, well, then even then he still falls to eight. Yeah, because there's still Kawhi. I win. I win. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. LeBron, KD, Steph, Harden. No. Giannis. LeBron, KD, Giannis, Steph, Harden. Then I would say Kawhi. Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi. And I got you. I've got Jokic. Kawhi, you are just you're just trying to be a. But then I've but then I've got Jokic right after him. Who's better? He thinks Paul George. I don't. Uh, There's somebody I I feel like I said, but now I I don't remember who. Andrew Wiggins. I don't know. (laughs) There it is. How could we forget him? Um, But in any case, Parsons. The course. (laughs) That Denver team is very promising. And very young. They made a lot of really bad decisions towards the end of the stretch there as they were giving the game away, basically, making a lot of bad – even Jokic made a lot of bad passes towards the end yeah. of the game there. They had that one turnover to Dane that ended up turning into an N one. Like, it was, it was, it was, a, a, it was poor execution by that Denver team down the stretch that led to their demise. But I don't know about you guys. That team is so fucking promising. Like, they, need, they need somebody to take the next step. I mean, they I'll need bet. one more guy. They need you know, one more guy. They, they they either need one more guy or they need Jamal Murray to start averaging 26 a game. He will. I, I feel very confident that next year, like Jamal Murray will be an all-star. They um, need to get rid of Will Barton uh, and they need to play. Um, Gary Harris. No, fuck. Oh my uh, God. I can Blake see. Beasley. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Be- Beasley's a motherfucker. Oh, He's really yeah. good. They need to play him more. Stop giving minutes to Will, well, Will Barton, who I like. I like Will Barton. Oh, Will Barton's great. He's he good at what that, he does for them. That injury, though, he hasn't it. been quite the same. Yeah. I actually, so I heard this on another podcast because, like, Paul Millsap potentially could come off their books um, if they decide to let him. I would keep him. So He's been doing very well for them. Here's, here's my counter. Like, yes, 100%. He is a staple on their defensive. Uh, like on the deep and he in he a world still, of cats yes paul Millsap is a dog and he can still do a decent amount on the offensive end he's not nearly what he was once was when he was in atlanta however somebody threw out two potential free agents that could land in denver next year and they could potentially still keep paul Millsap. but i'm gonna throw these out there see what you guys think number one is tobias harris your stretch four can hit the three you can play him next to jamal murray you kind of play him around in the pick and roll, the pick and pop. You can play him with Jokic. He does a lot of the things that they need from that position and can defend and can defend. Okay. Option number two, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler in Denver. It's their one guy. It's their one guy. Thoughts? I don't know if I love either of those guys on that team. Okay. Uh, I think both are good players. Like that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, of course. I think they're just both too ball dominant. See, I don't think that Tobias Harris is. I agree with Jimmy Butler as much as Jimmy, but Tobias Tobias has shown to be able to play off the ball and and play well off the ball, even though he played like shit in the playoffs. But yeah, um, he. I mean, he he can play off the ball and has effectively in his career. But yeah, I completely like Jimmy Butler is going to be. 
it would be too ball dominant and like Jokic needs the ball. You can't you can't have I Jimmy. Think, I think Jimmy is too ball dominant. Also, I can't have a world where Boban and Toby aren't together. So. That's a fair point. I don't disagree with you on that. Toby, Toby Toby's gonna go. He's gonna go uh, back up uh, uh, Mr. Jokic, and then they're gonna play the the Stifle Tower uh, uh, defense with the two of them in there at the same time. There you I go. I also, you know, I don't love. Jamal Murray as like your primary ball handler. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but they got your boy, your boy from uh, Iowa State. Don't ever call Monte Morris my boy ever again. <laughs> ever, ever again. But he's a good player. He's good. He was great this year. He was amazing for them. He uh, he is their point guard. Fuck that guy. But whatever. We you know what? We beat him his senior year. He can kiss my ass. I don't give a shit. Denver Nuggets. What were you saying? Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying though. Like they, they need, they need a, a, they need a point guard. Like the thing is though, like I always have this trouble though. Is it's like okay, you have a good combo guard like Jamal Murray, and it's like who do you put next to him? Because like you can't have like an elite point guard. You can't have like a like a a top scoring point guard. See, right? but that's what that's like, what I'm Terry, saying. You know like, who they should go get? Terry Rozier. So here's 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 my rebuttal. My rebuttal is is that you have a point guard. His name is Nikola Jokic. You can't get better than him. He's he's the he is one of the best playmakers in the NBA regardless of position. I don't disagree with that, but you need a guy that gets you into your offense that runs the plays. You he need is a- he is that guy. They run the offense through him in its entirety. Need a guard. They need shooters. They need somebody who's going to help space the floor because Jokic is going to attract a lot of attention. And once you get past Jamal Murray, they don't have any other shooters on that roster. Not in the starting lineup. And, like, across the board, it's sparse. Like, Malik Beasley, okay. Will Barton, hot or cold. Like, he's he's a heat-up yeah. guy. Like, he's a microwave guy. If he's hot, he's hidden. If he's cold, he's nothing. Like, Paul Millsap can hit on occasion, but he's not the same shooter he once was. And, like, Torrey Craig is just out there for defense. Like, that's what he's there for. No, so, like, I don't – I'm not – they need guys to stretch the floor. Nonetheless, that team is super, super promising. They were my number one league pass team this year. Amazing. They were Amazing. my number one team watched on league pass this year. Let's transition to the night game on Sunday, which was the Toronto Raptors versus the Philadelphia 76ers, which was one of the best playoff games I've ever seen. I am getting that photo framed. Yes. <laughs> The, the reaction the, the of everybody, shot or the or the squat, the the like the squat, like the everybody's face. Yes, looking at that ball, like so I, it looks like a fucking Renaissance painting. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. It, it's incredible. That let's just talk about the shot. Let's just talk about uh, that sequence. The squat. The squat. The squat. Has the shot. Kawhi it's, has the squat. It is. What what a crazy. What a crazy sequence of events that occurred there. Joel Embiid gets his points on the other end, ties up the game. <laughs> you inbounds it. Kawhi dribbles from one side of the court all the way to the opposite side corner, shoots over Joel Embiid with one hand, might I add, in a pair of new balances, might I add. Uh, <laughs> and that shot then proceeds to hit the rim and bounce four times 
before it then sinks and ends the 76er seasons, leaving Joel Embiid to cry into the locker room. Uh, what were your reactions when it happened? I, I ran around my apartment twice. I yelled. <laughs> That's an appropriate response. I ran. I yelled. There was no need for me to run. I, I definitely said, what the fuck, as I watched that one. Well, because also, like, it bounced five times. Five times before that fucking thing went in. Whose shot was better, his or Dame's? Mm, Kawhi's the situation. I agree. I think I agree. I mean, like that Dame shot was insane, but the level of difficulty, yes, but the level of difficulty on the Kawhi shot was so much higher. Also, and it's it's game seven, right? That's that's to win the fucking game, right? You know, Dame misses that shot. Okay, we tip your cap. We play in overtime, and then uh, we go. We we we. You know, if we lose, we we got we got another chance. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, that is you know, like before the playoffs, and they always show like all the iconic moments, like the the like Hakeem shaking David Robinson, and like all that shit. Like that is now that's on the pantheon of great. Oh, oh for sure. Moments. Like that's going 100%. on. That's going on that that compilation. Do do you think do you think that this moment because like Kawhi carried them in this series like absolutely carried them he He was better than LeBron oh yeah against Toronto last year yes yeah dude he averaged thirty six points a game in this series he got like sixty percent from the floor he was incredible that last game I think he ended up finishing with like forty one shots taken like destroyed them destroyed them. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe more now that I think about it. I know he ended up finishing with forty one, but like at one point he had like thirty going into the second half. He uh, let's have a look. Seven, I think it was forty one on thirty seven shots or something like that. Crazy, crazy man. Yeah, he went. He was. It was a very fun game to watch. It was wild. Like it was back and forth. It was a lot of good competition towards the end. Jimmy Butler really stepped it up, and you're like, oh shit, is he gonna like just fucking will the Sixers into a victory. And it felt like that type of game. Like, it felt like he was going to do that thing, but then he got hurt, and he was kind of limping around towards the end. Yeah. Joel Embiid played well. Uh, that that Toronto team, man, they're just – they're good. I mean, I know they lost tonight, and it was a tough loss, but, like, it's – my question well, was yeah, – That doesn't take away, though, from – No, 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 not at all, not at all. My question was going to be, does that shot and that moment that Kawhi just shared with the Toronto Raptors, is that enough to keep him in Toronto next year? I think so. What did uh? Oh, hold on, I'll find it. Nikki, go ahead. No, I, was, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna say. It. I also would like to point out, like that was the most emotions I've ever seen come out of him. I know. See how fucking crazy he went after. Like not crazy, but like he was like he was pumped. He was very happy, and I was like, he look. It's it fits him. The the area just kind of suits him. He, I mean, I mean, yeah. He he yelled. He did. He he. There was an audible yell that came from his mouth. His <laughs> uncle. His uncle was cheering. And like yelling something with, uh, um, with Yujiri uh, and uh, Larry Tannenbaum. I can't remember what he said. I couldn't find the quote, but he like it was audible that he said something that would be indicative of. Yeah, Mike. Zach Zach Lowe was saying that he saw him talking to their like uh, their sports performance guy, and then like it seemed to be a very chipper conversation. I mean, it's also very chip easy to be chipper after something like that just happened. Yeah. But right, I not, mean, not, nonetheless. I also. Um, when they were getting beat, like they were getting smoked. I, I know they got killed in one game against Philly. And um, 
I'm subscribed to the Lakers subreddit. If you ever want to see just the level of delusion beyond your wildest dreams, go visit the LA Lakers subreddit. Just uh, there was somebody who posted a photo of him like looking like Kawhi looking upset on the bench. I but he didn't look really upset. He just looked like he was like well, I mean, he's Kawhi. He looked kind of emotional. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but somebody posted a photo of it, and they with the caption, they were like, "Say it with me." He gone, and then like all the comments were like LeBron and Kawhi, and like it's like shut the fuck up. Your team hasn't been fucking relevant for years. Uh-huh. And fucking that, years. That leads me to the best part of that entire game after he hit that shot, where it cut to that dude in the crowd holding a sign in the top left corner of the sign. It said R slash NBA. And then across the entire sign in red, it said, he stay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I fucking lost my shit when I that's saw funny. that. That's, <laughs> oh my uh, that's my it. attempt at the Kawhi Leonard. That was terrible. I, was I can't, like, I'm not a robot, dude. I can't, I can't do like my, I'm programmed to laugh like a real human being, given that I am one. Kawhi Leonard laughing sounds like, Somebody tried to give a robot human emotions. You sound like an evil witch. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, that series was amazing. The end of that Denver series, uh, the Denver Blazers series was amazing. Um, what is next for the Sixers, man? I got, one thing I will say, if you're one of those people that was making fun of Joel Embiid for crying, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Because that was... Say what you will about him. Yes, he's a troll. Yes, he fucks around. But that was true, real, raw emotion yeah. that came from that dude after literally doing everything he could and playing through injury into a game seven, playing 42-plus minutes a game with no real backup because Boban wasn't playing any minutes this series. Like, go fuck yourself if you're giving that guy shit for, for crying after losing a, yeah. a, a heartbreaking game seven. Like, literally – Lost it in his face. Good, good luck not crying after some shit like that. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah, I, yeah. I was. I hey, hey, people get emotional. I mean, fucking the amount of pictures of people crying after sports I've never events. Cried. That's true. I, I believe cried. that. I've never cried. Oh yeah, I cried a little bit after the Cubs one. Yeah, I, I, I cried just the other day watching a gif of like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant specifically in sports moments. Oh, no, I've, I've cried in sports moments. I cried uh, 2015 Iowa football when undefeated. We beat Nebraska. Clock hit zero, and I fucking was just – I had tears just streaming down my face. Doesn't shock me in the, in the slightest. Nope. Um, so what I, what I did want to talk about is what is – I cried when Tiger Woods won the Masters. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Oh, you poor yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what's next for the Sixers, guys? They've got a lot of decisions to make here. A lot of moving parts. They've already decided that they're going to secure Brett Brown, which I'm okay with. I don't have a really strong opinion on that. Who else are they? Who would you go after? Don't fucking say Jawan Howard, or I will slap <laughs> you. Through. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was going to say. I was going to say Bill Self, but. Uh, oh God, no! There's rumors. There's rumors out there. There's rumors. There's a lot of rumors stirring. Uh, I'm surprised got, people aren't trying to get Steve Clifford out of Orlando. That's what I'm surprised about. Well, the other the other rumor that was coming out of Philly, which naturally, because it's in their backyard, was that Jay Wright was going to leave Villanova and come coach the Sixers, which makes a lot of sense. I did. I saw that. Um, I don't think Jay Wright has a ton of interest in the NBA game. I I don't know, man. I feel like his Villanova like hot streak is kind of starting to like. This is kind of he's 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 he is now ridden 
Rodin, Ryden, that wave. Ridden. Um, he had it right the first time. I knew yeah. that. It's late. He's he's now rode that wave to a level. Ridden that he's he's riding a wave that is about to stop riding. Uh and it's time to get off. Like it, he has a perfect opportunity to leave in a situation where like, and this is the same thing with like Bill Self, like rumors came out about Bill Self and they're like, Oh, he's looking to go to the NBA because uh, you know, he wants to get in the NBA. I think he's, he's done all he can in college when the real reality is he's got some FBI investigations coming his way that he doesn't want to have to deal with a la Pete Carroll. So he's going to leave and go coach a professional team. So he doesn't have to deal with that shit. Um, but in any case, like they're keeping Brett Brown, but they've got some decisions to make. They've got to decide what they're going to do with Jimmy. They've got to decide what they're going to do with Tobias Harris. Are they going to bring them back? Do they bring back Ben Simmons? Do they try to find a landing spot for Ben Simmons? Like, do they bring back JJ? Like, thank you. I was going to say you're missing. Him. I was getting there. I was getting there. It's the most important player. <laughs> Debatable. It, it don't matter though. JJ's coming home. He's coming home. Back to where? You think he's going to go to Orlando? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the fans still love him there. I, I, I hundred percent see it. They have to, they have to, they have to commit a lot of money to a lot of guys if they decide to go that route. They're not going to have the money to pay him because he still, he still should be getting twelve to thirteen million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. I think I could see him getting. I mean, he got thirteen from the Sixers this year. I could see him getting like right in that range, like somewhere between like ten, ten to fourteen, somewhere in that range, depending on who wants to pay him. I'm home, JJ. He's not going to be in Philly next year because they need three, that money to pay some other guys. Three years, $33 million. Orlando, we'll get rid of Terrence Ross. We'll bring you home, baby. <laughs> bring you home. It's adorable. It's adorable. He, uh, they, I mean, look, they're going to they're gonna free up space because JJ's going JJ's gonna to go. My, my guess is that he goes to Brooklyn. That's my real guess. He loves – he lives in Brooklyn currently, loves the East Coast, lives in New York and Brooklyn in the off-seasons. Are we talking about J.J. Reddick? Uh-huh. He lives in California. He has a home in Brooklyn. He just bought one when he got the – when he got – Well, I didn't know that, which I'm ashamed of. <laughs> I used to listen to his podcast. Um, I used to, too. I still will. I mean, when he does I it. do on occasion, yeah. He's he's so infrequent in with it. But um, obviously, we are the uh, – <laughs> Yeah, obviously, we, sh- we should talk. We missed last week because we couldn't help hold our alcohol or get on each other's schedules. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyways, well, I held my alcohol just fine. Just that's fair. Drank too much of it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, in your opinions, do you think that they should bring back Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler, or should they let them go to then kind of extend the depth of their bench? What says you guys? I think they should probably keep at least one of them and then add people to their bench more. They definitely need a bench. They don't have anything. Let so, me put it this way. I'm glad I'm not Elton Brand. It's, I'm saying, dude. I like, don't know. What do you do? They, I don't. I was listening to a podcast today, and they were talking about how, like, they went too hard on the Embiid-Simmons thing. They went in too fast. They spent good money on JJ, which was a good investment, but then they traded all their assets to go get Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler, and and now they have zero depth left. And like, could they afford to pay both of them this summer? Yeah, yeah, they could. And then the rest of your fucking salary cap is tied up for the next ten years. You're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked. I mean, they they made they they sort of made um, 
I got it. I just lost my train of thought. They made the same mistake that Timber, the Timberwolves did. Yes. Like a lot of teams do this and they, they try to catch that wave and they go all in a little too, too much or too soon and they lose and they lose or they lose the longevity that they stand to have. And like, there's a lot of questions. The other question is like, do they, do they need to start exploring a, an alternative for Ben Simmons? Like find somebody, somebody threw out a trade of like Ben Simmons to Memphis for Mike Conley um, and like some other players on the roster who I'm, the names are escaping me, but like, you know, some role guys and a pick. Like is there value in sending Ben Simmons to a small market team so he can go shine and do his thing and be fun to watch but not have to compete with Joel Embiid? And so- on the other side of that, do you put all your eggs in a Joel Embiid basket and guarantee that he's going to stay healthy the rest of his career? I don't think I would get rid of either one of them. I don't love Ben Simmons. (laughs) Oh my God, you said that so sadly. He's a terrible (laughs) shooter. He's a terrible shooter and a bad fit next to Joel Embiid and and did not get any better since his rookie season. But he's still one of the top 25 players in the NBA. Yeah, I'm sure. Fine. Yeah. But... He shoots worse than fucking Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He's bad. He's a bad shooter. Not not only is he a bad shooter, he is a reluctant shooter, which is the worst type yeah. of shooter. Yeah. He's, he's the worst. He passes up shots. Even Rondo will take the shots. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He won't hit him, but that's I was Jay, I'm glad you said reluctant shooter, because I was literally just about to say he just he refuses to shoot. Yeah. And, and that you're you're absolutely a liability. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it makes it makes the flow of the offense so much worse. He's a great He's a great transition basketball player. He's a terrible half-court basketball player. He's terrible. He's terrible. Can't shoot. Like, doesn't really know what to do if he's not running downhill. Not terrible. Not terrible. I'm embellishing, but... You you are saying terrible to the standard that Ben Simmons has set for himself. Correct. Like, what you would expect from a number one overall pick. That's That's Um, Yeah, he's terrible. Two more teams I want to talk about, and then we can move on to some other topics. Um, Celtics lose to the Bucks. Um... Do they bring back Kyrie? Kyrie, after shooting 8 of 22 from the floor, I won't shoot 8 of 22 from the floor. You're right. You won't. You'll shoot 7 of 22 from the floor. (laughs) Kyrie, after shooting 7 of 22 from the floor, who cares? Obviously not you because the next game you shot 6 of 22 from the floor. He was so bad. He's a basketball genius, though. Do not forget that. This is true. Noted absolute moron who believes the earth is flat but a basketball genius who clearly doesn't can't be that much of a genius because he clearly doesn't understand that uh, to win the game, you need to score more points than your opponent and play better than them. Um, I am fucking out on Kyrie Irving, like O U T out on Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is not as good as Kyrie Irving thinks he is. I disagree in the sense that Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, Irving is your is second option. Kyrie Irving is not. Exactly. He's not I agree with that. I He's agree not. with that. He went and he wanted to see if he could lead a team here. Fucking news slash kid. You can't. Sorry. Yeah. Boston. Boston's another one of those teams in the East that has some really interesting decisions to make. So you have to choose because Al Horford could potentially come off their books this year too. Like he could come off their books this summer if they choose to let him go. So they could lose him. Or I think, actually, I think he has a player option, but nonetheless, like he could choose to stay or he could choose to leave. Terry Rozier also said that he has no problem leaving if they take everybody. Terry also does not seem to want to come back. Kyrie has an option of leaving. They have the option of, do we bring Kyrie back? Free Terry. He's probably gone anyways, honestly. So you're going from a situation where 
you may lose your secondary option to Kyrie because he's not happy. You may lose Kyrie. Or you bring back Kyrie, you swing a trade for Anthony Davis in the hopes that he stays around. And if not, you've now traded a bunch of assets for what could have been, and now you're starting from the bottom again. That Boston situation got, like, it got weird fast. It was so promising. And then, you know, Kyrie, to to Taz's point, is not a number one. Can't carry them in the playoffs. Jason Tatum had a really, really rough season. He's not a leader. Kyrie's not a leader. Not a leader. Like, Jason Tatum had a really rough season. Jalen Brown actually had a pretty decent season after a really slow start. Gordon Hayward started to look a a little bit better. But, like, Jason, the, the league figured out Jason Tatum this year. I hope he gets back in the gym and figures some shit out and, like, learns how to dribble and, like, remembers that he can go to the basket and finish with the layup. Um, but that Boston team's got a lot of decisions you to can't, make. can't do that anymore. They changed the rules. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll talk about the Rockets in a second. Nikki, you were going to say something? No, I wasn't saying anything. Oh. Um, yeah, any other any like thoughts on the Celtics? Like I said it all year. The team is just – their roster is weird. Yeah, I agree. They have a lot of talent, but a lot of talent that doesn't make sense together. And it's going to be shaken up when the offseason, like during the offseason, like a lot of these guys that are on the roster right now are not going to be there next year. But that Kyrie thing is looming. I just feel like Kyrie's gone. He's out. See ya. I feel like, uh, fuck, dude, I'm sorry. It's late. I just keep losing my train of thought. Um, I feel like they should have traded like some of their assets when they had the chance. Now they're scrambling, trying to figure out what they're going to do for all the trader Danny stuff that people talk about. Like there's a lot of times where he doesn't pull the trigger when he should. Like there were times where he probably should have unloaded Jalen Brown or like packaged Gordon Hayward with somebody to Jason, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum went from being an untouchable to a, mm, you're going to have to throw in a sweetener. I'd still rather have, I'd still rather have Jalen Brown. Or uh, Jason Tatum. I'd rather have Jason Tatum than Jalen Brown. I but still it's getting win. closer. That that dis, that argument is getting much closer now. Sure, so much Fine. closer. I mean, it's only uh, like second and third seasons. No, exactly. sure. And you know, so- sophomore slump. Call what it is. Like he'll learn. He'll be back. Yeah. Um, I, think I think they'll both be okay. And I think like, fine together. I I do yeah. know that um, there's an episode of SpongeBob where. SpongeBob does stand-up comedy and he tells a joke and the crowd's just sitting there staring at him. And from the background, some guy just yells, Oh, brother, this guy stinks. And the amount of times that my buddy and I sent that to each other during uh, the game where Kyrie shot 7 of 22 from the floor was like far far too many. It was like Kyrie, another brick, and then we'd like send that that just that you clip. Um yeah, just I just wanted to share that. It's funny. I, wonder, <laughs> I, I wonder what KD's thoughts are on this whole thing. Like, all the rumors are swirling that they're both going to go play for the Knicks next year. But if that's true, then KD's like, it's cool because I'm definitely the number one anyways. Dude, if you, if you think about it, he's not the number one. If you work in media in New York and Kyrie and KD are coming to your town, your job is about to suck. Those no, guys are two it. of the worst interviews Doesn't in matter. the NBA, and they are so they're jackasses it doesn't matter your job just got 10 times easier in my opinion you have stuff to write about for yeah. days oh, what do you write about about the knicks right now the dennis smith jr went four of 15 that's fair that's fair like oh, now, you, now you've got two guys that you can fair. criticize 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 you can write all the fucking hit pieces on yeah. you want if both of them go there yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. that's fair. Spend the next three months writing about the fact that they got fucking third in the lottery well yeah uh, 
We'll get to that I here also, in a second. But. I, I think somebody's going to the Clippers. I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody is going to the Clippers. I still think it's Kawhi. Whether it's KD, Kawhi, or Kyrie. Yeah, the Toronto thing is weird. Um, last thing we'll talk about before we talk about the lottery, um, the Rockets. It, it was a hell of a series, and that last game was really, really close and really, really tight. It's just another situation where, like, again and again, they went back to the well of, like, we will pass up open twos for open threes time and time again. Yeah. And, and like, the C.J. McCollum game is – I mean, all the analytics guys were like, oh, look at that. Look how, look how efficient he was from the mid-range. Made most of his points from the elbow. Most of his points from the mid-range. But, like, there's some truth to that. There's something to be said about that. Like, a couple of years ago when they lost to the Spurs, it was the same shit. It was just like, guys, like, I get it that, like, you have a game plan and you ride or die with it. But, like, you got to adjust a little bit, man. Like, just be a little bit more fluid. Teams take too many three pointers. I mean, it's oh, wow. just, it's 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 chaotic. It's I got crazy. I got into like a few years ago, like three or four years ago. I got into like a long Reddit an argument, which I don't know why I did, but uh, I got into an argument with a ton of people on Reddit over the three point shot, and I was just like downvoted like so much. And the thing is, though, like. Teams, there are plenty of teams who don't take that many threes who score on average the same amount of points that other teams do that score the same pace. There was a time in the league in the 80s when the teams outscored some of the teams of today and they weren't taking, they were taking like 15 three pointers a fucking game. Like the mid range jump shot is a lost art. It needs to come back. You know who made a living? I hate the guy now, but Paul Pierce made a living with the two dribble pull up fucking eighteen footer. Like yeah. it like stop fucking forcing threes because they're worth more than twos. Like it just it it's inefficient bad basketball. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's um of all the teams in the NBA, the Rockets continue to be the team that gives the Warriors the most competition, and for that I thank them. There's not really much they can do though. Like yeah. Capella was basically a nothing in this series. Um, he sucks. Chris Paul was fine. Harden did his thing. Um, Eric so Gordon. You've heard this story before. Clint Capella uh, was a NBA player who played well in a contract year. Stop me if you've heard that before. Oof. Shots fired. Take that, Clint. Shout um, out to my boy Bobby Simmons. Four years, forty-two million from the Clippers. <laughs> Shout out to my boy John Simmons. Yep. Oh, love John Simmons. Love him the, and uh, Nocioni. Who's the other guy? The guy that got signed by the Knicks. Uh, oh it's like God. Hardaway Jr. No, 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 no. That's definitely one. But this was like like Eddie Curry, early two thousands, early two thousands. I think he played for the Sonics. Jerome James. Oh my God, <laughs> Jerome James. I haven't thought had, about Jerome James in fifteen years. Jerome James had a monster playoff series. Not even playoffs, just a series with the Sonics. And then got a yeah. stupid big contract by the Knicks and did nothing. Oh, here, stop me if you've heard this before. Knicks signed players, <laughs> giant bloated contract. Fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> um, so with that being said, guys, um, I think we've talked enough about the playoffs. I want to talk about my playoffs as a Bulls fan. Uh, last night was the NBA draft lottery, guys. And boy, was it eventful. For the listeners, 
Um, if you're catching this and you haven't already heard, the New Orleans Pelicans got the first overall pick, followed by the Grizzlies, <laughs> the Knicks, the Lakers, the Cavs, the Suns, the Chicago Bulls, and then a couple other teams that I could give a fuck about. I think it's the uh, next. Yeah, I think the Hawks got the eighth and then the tenth pick. Before we get into this, real quick, I wanted to. I pulled up Eddie Curry's Wikipedia page because I wanted to know if Eddie Curry was broke. I mean, like, we all kind of figure he probably is, right? Dude, Curry is married and has seven children. He has one kid from a previous marriage, four with his current wife. His other two children, Ava and Noah, were with his former girlfriend who was murdered in 2009 along with his 10-month-old child. I do remember that. Whoa. I remember that. That is uh, – I, I, I don't really remember that, but, like, I mean, that is just real fucked up. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. I remember that being a big story. A, a friend of my mom's, her daughter went to high school with him. Um, so they, they, they knew about a lot of that stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah, I do remember that. Fucking Eddie Curry, man. What yeah, a, he is, just he wasted is, potential. He is broke. Oh, it's his damn heart. Um, so let's let's talk draft. Um, do you guys think that the new lottery system is fair? Like, did you get what you were hoping to get from it? Well, I mean, I sure as shit didn't get the spot I wanted, but <laughs> yeah. dude, I, when I, when I mean, it's still in, rigged. Like, what? Yeah. What else do you want me to say? I mean, it's, it is the third year in a row we're gonna pick seventh. I'm not crazy, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Third year in a row, pick a seventh. And again, I said the same shit to my co Did you see the Bulls, the Bulls tweet? The Bulls tweet, they're like, hey, we got Laurie at seven. We got Wendell Carter at seven. Yeah. Seven's our number. It's like, Sick, oh, my dude. God. No. <laughs> like, this is don't, – don't steer into it. Steer Although away from it. If you do get three sevens in uh, – uh, <laughs> ding, ding, that's a jackpot, three sevens. <laughs> So I guess the Bulls hit the jackpot with the sevens. Positive spin there, buddy. Yeah. Hand up. I didn't watch much of the lottery coverage because for the first time in seven years, I ain't asking. <laughs> oh, fuck. I would like to say congratulations on that one. Yeah, good thank you, buddy. I, uh, I was so, also busy just uh, bathing in the tears of Bulls fans on Twitter. Well, here's the real sad part. We are the Orlando Magic if this continues. If we continue uh, to get no, picks. You're between, worse. You're worse. You're worse. You have terrible management. At least our management made every effort possible to put a competitive team on the floor. I guess, but you guys also gave money to Jeff Green, Bismack Biombo, and fucking was traded for Sergi Baca in the same offseason. I don't know if there's like a huge discrepancy there between your front office and our front office. I will. I will Former say. I will say that was uh, like I, I think Rob Hennigan got kind of put in a bad. He made some good savvy moves, but. Um, Rich Devos, uh, may he rot in hell, uh, our former owner, um, what, it was like basically like I'm fucking dying because this fucking advocare, Am- Amway, sorry, his Amway uh, herbal life products weren't clearly weren't prolonging his life. Uh, and he wanted to make the playoffs real bad. So we did a lot. We made a lot of questionable moves that were win now, and then that all kind of went back to Hennigan. Now that said, we got uh, John Hammond who I love and I'm, I'm thrilled with. Um, but your management is worse than ours. Um, yes, we made some questionable decisions, but Serge Ibaka did come off shop. Stop me if you've heard this. Came off a big playoffs. 
uh, really just a big playoff series in all honesty. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the, the Jeff Green signing, we signed him for one year, 15 million because we didn't, we weren't, we literally didn't have enough salary committed. We had to get over the salary cap floor. So yeah, but I mean, it was one year, 15 million uh, on a team that wasn't going to fucking win a goddamn thing anyway. So, and also we made the playoffs. So <laughs> shut up. That's fair. Um, so immediate reactions, I guess you guys didn't answer the original question. Is the current, is the new format fair? If you, if you consider that I mean, the Pelicans yeah. had a 6% chance of winning the number yeah, one. This is how wild it's going to be every single lottery. I definitely don't want to tank anymore. And I think they, I mean, yo, the three of the worst teams in the NBA, the top five worst teams, none of them made it into the top three or yeah. top five for that matter. Like the Cavs have a lower pick than the Lakers. <laughs> and the, the, Cavs don't, the, the, Cavs, just left them. the Cavs the Cavs don't deserve a good pick. They blew one hundred percent. But the Lakers also don't deserve the number four yeah. pick. I, I don't like to, want yeah, them to have the four pick. Real quick, one of my damn coworkers came in complaining that they only got the fourth pick. And I said to his face, Fuck you, you only had a two percent chance anyways. We had a twenty seven percent chance of the one or the two. And we ended up in seventh. Fuck you and your stupid ass complaints. All of these damn and more than one Laker fan complained to me that they got the fourth fucking pick. I hate Lakers fans. Those fucking whiny ass bitches. They've already won before. Shut the fuck up. Five years of not being good, and you're acting like you're fucking a third world country. Shut the fuck up, Nikki. Tell me how you really hope, feel, brother. I hope the Clippers run this town for the rest of the thing. LeBron James, no offense, but fuck you and the Lakers. Only because I would love to continue to see these dumbass Lakers fans cry in front of me. These bullshit, half ass, fucking silicone tears of sadness. <laughs> I will eat them. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, you, have, well, you episode, think, you episode name Silicone Tears of Sadness. <laughs> I mean, like that. Like we don't really have a choice. Wow, <laughs> that was incredible. That was the best rant you've ever had. That was uh, I, as as as, as like notable rant giver, uh, Nikki. That was that was impressive. I, that was inspiring. Dude, yo, it also doesn't help that I I am in like one of the richest. I work in one of the richest neighborhoods in L.A. So it's I have to deal with such stupid people all the time. When I hear them talk about sports, I'm just like, D- what the fuck is coming out of your mouth right now? They're terrible. Yeah, they terrible suck. Jade, did you share the video on Instagram? Was it you that sent us that of like the Knicks fans cheering when the Lakers got yes. four? And then immediately just being like, oh, fuck, we got three. It was, yeah. I gotta be honest, man. I've I've grown up hating the Knicks my entire life, and I genuinely felt bad for them. I oh my really, God. really did. Because well, I was like following Deezus Amiro and their entire like party <laughs> hanging out with like Fat Joe and shit, and I was just like, they haven't like said anything in a while. I was, oh man, I hadn't. I I was at work during the fucking whole thing. So I was just like, I haven't heard from them in a while. What's going on? And then I like looked up and I was like, oh, I felt bad for them. I was actually like, as it got closer, I was actually hoping that Memphis got the number one overall pick. I want to ask you guys this question. So the Pelicans are clearly going to take Zion. A lot of rumors are flying around as to whether or not they will trade AD or if those two will play together in an effort to keep AD. And I would love to know, where do you guys stand on the 
will AD stay and play with Zion and Drew Holiday, or will he go now? He go. Yeah. He go. He go. I, I hear you. I hear you. There is a really interesting case to be made. If Zion is like Zion is the most coveted number one overall pick since Anthony Davis. And if it looks early on like he is the prodigal son that everybody thinks he is, like this team was almost a playoff team last year before Anthony Davis went down. And Drew Holiday is one of the best two-way guards in the NBA. You have a lot more assets. You have Julius Randle as like a a real strong potential like six man of the year type candidate. And now you add Zion to that that mold and his skill set and what he's capable of doing. Like I don't think David Griffin is going to just like immediately trade him. I'm sure he's a, he's a, he all signs appear to him being a smart GM. Um, but like he has the potential here to maintain this core of two franchise level players, including like, in, let's not forget that um, he has a relationship with the guys at clutch because of LeBron James. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of signs pointing to the potential for them to like fix this Anthony Davis thing. There really, really is. I don't think Anthony Davis wants to play in fucking New Orleans. I think Anthony Davis wants to win. And I think Zion gives him a chance to win. Yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Drew, like, Drew Holiday is so fucking good. Is so fucking good. And that team across the board is not great. But now you add Zion to, into the mix, dude. Like, But we're I, also talking about a guy who has not played an NBA minute. Yes. Sure. Sure. I agree with that, but like we have not had, we have not had an NBA prospect that has had his level of maybe Ben Simmons, I guess, but like we have not had an NBA prospect that has had his level of expectations or his level of promise since I, Anthony Davis. Ben Simmons, you can't even compare. Like there are a lot of naysayers about Simmons. There's no sure. there. I, there's nobody. Nobody that has anything bad to say about Zion. I mean, there's holes to poke, but yeah, I would agree. Sure. But Ben Simmons, it was like, guy can't shoot. Guess what? Fucking four years later, five years later, he's right. And like, there's, there's holes, there's holes in Zion's game. Like he's not a great shooter, um, but he's better than Ben Simmons. He's not a substantial defender. The other thing is like Anthony Davis does not like playing center. And when you bring in a defensive end, um, you can take those center minutes away from Anthony Davis and hand them over to Zion. He did not have that before. Anthony Davis sure. did not have somebody to take those sure. minutes away. You're not wrong. It's becoming a way more attractive situation. I also, well, when you said uh, he doesn't want to be a center, it just made me think of the Game of Zones episode with the trade that just happened where Anthony Davis is like, and can I play minutes at power forward? Although, or, Yeah, the power forward, although I'm clearly a center. And he's like, <laughs> For you, anything. <laughs> I haven't seen the new one yet, so. Um, oh, sorry, that's one joke. No, it's okay. I mean, like, I like I. This isn't actual Game of Thrones, which sucks, by the way. So, like, yeah, know. boy. Real quick, if we could sidebar, and I would just like to say, I'm so happy I stopped watching that show after the third season. It's well, I like. I made it a good choice. You did. Shit. This is wild. Did. I mean, I know that the fourth and fifth season are pretty good. Fifth season sucked. 
The sixth season was just okay or something like that. The fifth season had that dumbass Dorn plot line where Jamie and Braun went to fucking Dorn to rescue the princess and they had the worst fight. Like, just, I'm not going to get into it. I got I, I could write a 300 page essay on this. <laughs> um, a couple final topics to talk wait, about. I had one other thing to say. Yes. We're talking about Zion a lot. Uh, we're talking about the lottery. ESPN's coverage of the lottery was so fucking bad. It was so bad. Dude, they had Rachel Nichols. Everything she said was being broadcast over, like, in the, in the room. So all these picks that are there, all these, these kids, are listening to everybody just drool over Zion. He looked uncomfortable. Like, it, it, was, it was fucking terrible. ESPN is a joke. It's a joke. Here's the only fucking reason to ever watch ESPN is to watch their live sports. That's it. And even that, their production is shit. The ESPN cannot get out of its own way because it hasn't had competition for way too long. And now that it does, we're realizing ESPN blows ass. Yeah. Fuck ESPN. (laughs) (laughs) Just just to play devil's advocate, we did this to ourselves. The NBA draft lottery never used to be this long. It never used to be a a show and we've we've given it the eyeballs that then allow an ESPN to create an absolute shit show of of a show. They've done so now for two straight years. The draft lottery has become just so stupid, but we watch it anyways because our teams are in it. We want to know where they fucking land, so we need to watch it live. Rachel um, Nichols has lunch lady <clears throat> arms. <laughs> that is so mean. <laughs> <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't wrong. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> now I'm going to go watch the Lunch Lady song. Ah, oh, great. That's a, that's an all-timer. Uh, Jesus. So last couple items before we, uh, before we wrap up for tonight. Just some major coaching decisions that were made this week. The Lakers hired Frank Vogel and hired Jason Kidd as his, uh, as his assistant coach. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw the news, guys? Oh, that's awful. That's awful. Thanks, Tad. Thank you. <laughs> that's how I feel about it, though. Got it. Okay. Clear as day. Uh, Nikki, in La La Land, thoughts? <laughs> Wow. Wow. What a, what just, <laughs> what insight from you two? I mean, it's a fucking terrible hire. Frank Vogel blows ass. He's, I watched him yeah. blow ass for two seasons in Orlando. He sucks. You know what sucks worse than Frank Vogel? Jason Kidd. You know who is going to backstab Frank Vogel at every, and undermine him at every opportunity he gets? Jason Kidd, the alcoholic wife beater. Fuck that. Dude, I am fucking like the lakers are a joke the lakers might be the only thing that's a bigger joke than espn fuck the lakers fuck their dumbass fans fuck the city of la no offense nikki i love you oh Uh, it's cool i i'm not gonna lie this place is terrible it's terrible it's a trash city full of trash and one nice people person there are are some dumpster fire of human beings that live here uh dude yeah (laughs) Yeah, L.A. sucks. The the, the Lakers. I mean, uh, all all the respect in the world, the Clippers. Um, but 
dude, yeah, whatever. Okay, fuck, you fired, you hired Frank Vogel. Have a nice time going, I don't know, 38 and 44 next season. I don't yeah. give a fuck. It's a, it's an interesting hire. And they only did that with the Frank or with the Jason Kidd as the assistant. So if Frank doesn't work halfway through the season, they could fire his ass and right. like Jason Kidd. And LeBron gets what he wants. There's not an if. That's not an if. That's a yeah. when. So yeah. I feel like I'm saying this a lot tonight, but I have to. Just to play devil's advocate. Oh God. <laughs> just hear me out. <sighs> you you all may remember there was a period. Where after Mike D'Antoni left the Suns, we all thought, this guy sucks. He went to New York, and he was bad. And then he went to the Lakers, and he was bad. And then he went to Houston with the right team and the right player and the right system. And he's now since taken off and won Coach of the Year. There is a redemption potential here for Frank Vogel. You're leaving, you're leaving one very key, key piece out of that out. Of that out. He went to Houston where they have arguably the best GM in the NBA and one of the best front offices. He didn't go to the Lakers, which are by all accounts a fucking tire fire. He went fucking Mike D'Antoni coached the Lakers and it sucked. They sucked. Like this is fair. Frank Vogel is a middle of the road coach. Fine. I'll grant you that. He, he might be even above average. I mean, he did a lot of good things. I mean, it doesn't look great when the last two teams that you left got better. Like, Nate McMillan was better. Steve yeah. Clifford was better. Like, it doesn't look good. No. <laughs> like, it doesn't help your case. But what's crazy about this whole situation is, like, at the 11th hour, Ty Lue was right about the sign, and then they pulled the offer. It was over. Like, it the was Lakers done. Don't legitimately don't know what they're doing. No. I think it was Ty it Lue's is- people. It's it's incredible. I, well, I, I, think, I heard I, a rumor. People were like, "Hey, bud, I look. I know you and LeBron are great friends. This is a terrible fucking situation. Well, you, I wouldn't be a good friend if I didn't let you know you need to not be here." I heard a rumor that Ty Lue's people decided to pull out because Kyrie is very seriously considering going to LA, and he didn't want to coach Kyrie again. Mm. <laughs> I heard that rumor. Tyloofface.jpg. <laughs> that's what I. That's the rumor I heard. Uh, last, uh, last thing we'll Fuck talk about. Fuck the Lakers. Tonight. That's the last thing I want. That's it. Uh, last thing we'll talk about tonight. The Cavs hired John Beeline from the University of Michigan. Um, a surprise hire that came out of nowhere. Um, for those who are unfamiliar with John Beeline, maybe don't watch a lot of college basketball, John Beeline has run a very, very successful program at the University of Michigan over the last couple of years, has made multiple finals appearances since he's been there, has sent multiple um, talented players to the NBA in his time at Michigan, is known as uh, an offensive savant when it comes to game planning and, uh, and also his player development. So it's going to be interesting to see what he's able to do uh, in Cleveland, um, guys, what were your thoughts when you found out that John Beeline was going to be taking on the Cavaliers job? Can I take this one first? Go for it. I was thrilled. No more John Beeline in the Big Ten. <laughs> See ya. Michigan, in shambles. Michigan, driving around downtown Detroit, begging through text the address to John Beeline's home. So they can beg him to stay. If you don't get that, that's a meme on uh, Mark Cuban, a legend. Chris Broussard claiming Mark Cuban uh, drove around Houston or wherever it was trying to get DeAndre Jordan's or L.A., whatever it was, trying to get 
to DeAndre Jordan. Trying to get DeAndre Jordan's address so DeAndre Jordan would sign. Which Mark Cuban was like, no, that's absolutely not true. This is where I was. Like, I was never anywhere near there. But anyway, um, (laughs) yeah, so huge for uh, us that are fans of teams in the Big Ten. You listeners might not know this, but I'm a huge fan of the Iowa Hawkeyes. I don't know if I've made that clear on this podcast. (laughs) It's not obvious. Uh, I've made it clear three times this episode. Yeah, I have. You're correct. Um, (laughs) So, uh, also, though, dude, John Beeline, great coach. Definitely an NBA coach. Weird for you to hire a 66-year-old coach in a team that needs a rebuild. If you hired him in Indiana, if you hired him in – uh, uh, I was going to say Minnesota, but no. Yeah, like, oh, no, no, no. If you hired him in in, uh, in New Orleans, who, by the way, needs a year of Alvin Gentry. Uh, if you hired him down there, uh, if you hired him in Miami, I mean, there are there are destinations. If, if they fired Brett Brown and they hired him, those moves make sense. It does not make sense for me to me that you hire a 66-year-old head coach to lead a rebuild when, like, He's probably retiring in four years, five years. Yeah, I think like the only caveat to that is that he is known for being a player development. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Nobody has done well. I don't want to say they've done more with less because he still gets talented players, but he doesn't get the supreme talent that you would expect a team who contends for a national championship. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, there's some real talented players that have come out of his system. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr., Glenn Robinson. Mars Wagner, fucking uh, Trey, Trey Burke. Burke. Like, there's been some really talented guys that have come out of that. Uh, what's his name? In, Mitch McGarry, uh, Nick Stauskas. No, I'm. Uh, what's his nuts? And oh, he'll he'll be coaching again, Nick Stauskas. Um, but um, uh, what's Karis LeVert? Yeah, Karis LeVert. That's another one. Like, there's there's been some real players that came out of that program, um, and will continue to this season. But yeah, like it, it's an interesting move. It's an interesting move. If you were the Cavs, like, what else do you have to lose? You got some. You got a lot of young players on that roster, and are. I mean, you got the fifth pick, so you're going to continue to add young players to that roster. So why not? Why not give the keys to a guy that knows how to develop players and see if maybe he can like squeak out an eight seed. It also though, like the thing is though, it it makes sense even still. Like another, like another, like to go further. Like the Magic made the playoffs this year, but like he makes sense as a hire there. I just don't see how he makes sense in a team that like doesn't really seem to have any sort of direction. They right. don't have like a ton of young talent to develop. They've got young players, right? but young talent. No, well, I like Colin um, Sexton. Eh, eh. I like Colin Sexton. He had a good finish to the season. He started shooting better too, which is important. And that boy's a fuck. That dude's a hustler. Like he plays so fucking hard. Another good fit for him. I actually think he would be a better fit than their current head coach, given the current state of the team, the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, Rick Carlisle? I think that John Beeline would be a better better fit, right, for the Mavericks in their current form than Rick Carlisle is going to be. And I like Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle is amazing. He's a really good coach. But he's not not a good developer of young talent. He's not. He doesn't like to play rookies. He doesn't like – he's just – he's not a big – he's not – he doesn't develop talent. He just doesn't. And and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that because he wins – Without having to do that, that's fine. I yeah. have no issue with that. But I think John Beeline would be a, a better coach in that situation. Hell, John Beeline would probably be better in Phoenix. Well, although, yeah. like again, you run into Phoenix, you run into the same problems a lot of teams where your management just blows dick. But right, yeah. yeah. You know where actually John Beeline would make a ton of sense. All right, this is the last one. Uh, <laughs> Memphis. 
Or hell, fucking Sacramento. Dude, there are so many teams that he makes more sense on than the Cavs, but, you know, I mean, whatever. Fuck it. The Cavs fucking draft, or, uh, signed, or hired him. What the fuck? I don't know. You're killing it. All right, guys. Well, it's late. We're we're stumbling on our words. Um, let's plug and let's wrap this shit up. Follow me on Twitter. Oh, yeah. sorry, right. Nikki. It sounded like you said. You basically <laughs> did. You both did, you idiots. Follow me on. I'm tired, so it's fair that I slur my words. Nikki's just high. Um, He's rock, he just finished rock climbing. You idiots. Big thumbs up. Uh, this is a big tip for buddy. Also, let's be honest. I'm just gonna go keep going. So let's wrap this up. That's really for you. Um, Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. Follow me at Nikki Palooza. All right, you can follow me at J underscore Kilos on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to give the podcast a five star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. Um, For Nikki, for Tad, for J, this has been NBA. We're out.